הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שברנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר. קדוש אשר בארץ הם אביחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם. נחל נובע מכוחמה רבנו נחמן ופגה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. בעזרת השם, today we're going to do two very special lessons, starting with Torah 153, This we've seen in many different lessons, foundation in the Kabbalah. Um, we also saw this in lesson one of the Kutubah, in the first lesson we did. So the moon has no light of its own, it's poor. Meaning what? That because the moon is in itself like a polished mirror, through this it receives light from the sun. And then from the moon now, because it's like a polished mirror and then reflects this light of the sun, it shines, from, meaning the moon is able to shine and illuminate um, the earth, this light which it receives from the sun and illuminate the earth with it. But if the moon was corporeal, meaning it was, if it was physical, if it was dense and dark, it would, it would be unpolished. It wouldn't be like a mirror. It would be unpolished, it would be thick, it would absorb the light, not reflect it. It would not be able to accept or receive the light of the sun at all. The light would just be absorbed within it, it wouldn't be able to shine anything. Um, and the same is true of the, the student and the Rav, the teacher. They are the aspect of the sun and the moon. It's brought in another lesson. Look in lesson 6 of the Kutumaran, section 5 over there. And if the student has panim, a face, meaning a shining faces, a face which shines, which is like a, a polished mirror, like we explained about the moon. Then it's able to receive the face, meaning the is able to receive these faces. Which faces? The, the light from the face of his teacher. And then it's fitting for the teacher himself to observe himself within the face of the student who's receiving the face of a teacher. So actually the teacher can see himself within the student. Why? Because the student's absorbing and taking and reflecting the light of his teacher. So the teacher can see his own light within the face of the student. The same is true of every single polished mirror that anyone who stands opposite the mirror can see himself within it. The same is obliged with what's happening here. That the Talmud, the student, receives the face of the, the teacher. Meaning that he's receiving the face of the teacher within himself. So that the face of the Rav can be observed within him. So we see that... Uh, Being attached to the tzaddik and receiving the face and greeting the face and, um, of a Talmud Chacham makes you look like the Rav, makes you be like the Rav. The Rav is seen within you.
And this is the aspect of greeting the face of someone, of greeting someone. Meaning literally receiving the face we're talking about here. What does it mean to greet someone? It literally means to receive their face. means to greet in Hebrew. But literally means to receive the panim, the face, the countenance of someone. And this is specifically when the student has a panim of accountants. Meaning shining faces. Which is the aspect of a polished mirror. Meaning this is only applies. Um, um, this only applies. With regard if the student has a shining face. But if he does not have a countenance. Meaning the aspect of the darkened faces. Meaning that the moon is like dark and it can't um, reflect this light. It doesn't even receive the light. Um, then it's not able to receive the face. As mentioned above with regard to the sun and the moon. And it's certain that the face of the Rav certainly cannot be seen within him. Just like anything that stands opposite something very thick and dark. That uh, obviously if the mirror isn't properly polished, if it's dark and this and that, it won't reflect. And through this, a person is able to know whether he's entrenched within the desire and the lust for money. Because if he did not see himself within the student, meaning if the Rav did not see within the student, himself within the student, he can know that he's in the aspect of darkened faces. Which is what is darkened faces? The aspect of one who's entrenched within this lust for money. As we see in lesson 23, Rabbeinu speaks over, over there about the light, the living, uh, the light of the living king, which is Simcha and person does not fall into Tavat Mamon. Meaning, one who's happy with his portion. Which is the darkened faces, which stems from death and Avod and the desire for money. And the same is true, each and every person with regard to his friend is able to know this about himself or know this about the other person. Because each and every person um, who emerges out of the desire for money more than his friend is considered in comparison to his friend a tzaddik. So if, you're, if you have a friend and your friend is more entrenched in Tavat Mamon than you, then you are considered tzaddik in, in comparison to him. With regard to another place. In another lesson, and this is exactly what it says in Dvarim, chapter 5, that Hashem spoke to Moshe face to face. Meaning, at the time of the giving of the Torah, Am Yisrael was in the aspect of shining faces. They were able to accept the holy countenance. Meaning that within each and every Jew, you could see the, the holy countenance within them. That it would appear within there, within them. And this is why it says, face to face. Meaning that the holy countenance was within their faces. Which is the aspect of greeting face, which greeting someone, which is literally the aspect of receiving their face. And this is what it says, or sorry, panim befanim diber Hashem machem that face to face Hashem spoke with them. This is referencing this verse, not with regard to panim befanim diber Hashem machem with you that Hashem spoke with imachem with you 
This is reference to Moshe Rabbeinu, sorry. That the word, the speech, would speak to each one. And it would then come forth um, from each and every Jew. After um, would come forth because the force of holiness had been encompassed within each and every Jew. So we see that um, um, the word of Hashem was literally um, coming forth from each and every Jew because each and every Jew possessed a shining face which enabled them to receive the countenance of Hashem. Achmishe was panim, but one who has the azut panim. Azut panim means a brazen face, as we spoke about in a few lessons before. Azut panim, we spoke about in lesson 140, uh, 147. That the um, one who has a bold, bold face, meaning one who is brazen, has no holy countenance. He's not able to receive the countenance of someone else. And therefore, and anyone who has boldness, arrogance, it is known that their ancestors did not uh, step foot at Har Sinai. We're not at Har Sinai. That the feet of their ancestors were, weren't present at Har Sinai. Okay. And we see with regard to the verse that Hashem spoke to us face to face, meaning that one who has azud doesn't have a countenance. So he cannot accept the countenance of Hashem. And we know that at Matan Torah, that each and every Jew, from each and every Jew would emerge the, the word of Hashem. So only a person who is worthy of receiving that word of God could be there. And someone who has arrogance and, a holy, and, eric, um, and evil boldness was definitely not worthy of that. So we can tell that their ancestors were not there. Torah Kufnun Daled, last Torah for today. There are fallen fears. Rabbeinu tells us that all the afflictions, the judgments that, that occur to a person, that a person has, they all come from fallen fears. All judgments, all suffering, all afflictions, whatever it is a person has, that he suffers with. It all comes because fear has fallen. And why? Because the fear has fallen into this thing which he's fearing right now. Meaning, because fear isn't at its proper place, this man has to fear and worry and go into these fallen fears with regard to this thing which he's worrying and struggling with. For example, um, a robber, let's say. If you're someone is robbing you and whatever and you're 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 afraid this inyana fear of a, a fear of robbers or fear of getting killed or fear of this and that is all because fear isn't its prop isn't properly rectified isn't its proper source and it's because you have an elevated fear to its proper place and fear has fallen and because fear has fallen you fear these things in which um hashem is basically sending this robber this murder as a messenger to make you fear when really you shouldn't fear those things at all. So this messenger, this this um, this um, thing, which this vessel to make you fear, is actually stems from this aspect of fallen fears. And he has sufferings and afflictions from this. And this is the aspect of what it says in Shabbat. 
There are five dreads, five fears. The dread of the weak upon the mighty. Meaning, even though it's against nature that the mighty person should fear from something weaker, it nevertheless happens because um, of the of the supernal fear that this supernal fear has fallen and become enclosed within these small things. So the mighty man fears something smaller than him. Why? Because the supernal fear has fallen and enclosed itself within the, this weak person. And now this man, who shouldn't necessarily fear from this weak person, like in general, Rabbeinu says that we should not fear from anything except for Hashem. So anything else that we fear from, the fact that we fear not having money, in fact, that we fear of this or whatever it could be, the situation is, the thing that we're suffering with, this is only to teach us that actually fear is not in its proper place and we are fearing something false or fearing something that we shouldn't necessarily fear because supernal fear has descended and become enclosed in that thing we're fearing. And it's telling us a message. And this is why it's in the aspect of five. Why did it say in the Gemara Shabbat Chamesh and what five dreads? Um, five types of fear corresponding to the five severities which is the five letters of Mem, Nun, Tzadi, Pe, and Chaf which are the double letters the letters the, the letters which um, have two Mem there's Mem and Mem Sofit there's the Nun and Nun Sofit meaning whenever you end a letter with this letter it becomes different letter so we see that there's five letters in the Hebrew uh, alphabet that are different when you put them at the end of a word and these are the five letters which represent the five judgments, five severities. And you, a person needs to elevate these fears which have fallen back to its source, to its proper place. And what is Rabbeinu saying? That place of fear is in the heart. Of that which is given um, to the heart of a human being, it says about this, you shall fear. Meaning, the things which are given to the heart is this aspect of fear. That fear is stored within our heart. Rabbeinu tells us that fear needs to be um, needs to be with that. It needs to have balance with that consciousness. Because fear without that, without knowledge, without awareness, it says about a person who has fear without that in Eyov, isn't surely your fear is your foolishness. Meaning when your fear is without that, when fear is without that, then it's foolishness. And this that, this consciousness needs to be within the heart. Because even the other nations have that. The Goyim have that. But it's without a heart. That's the difference between the Jewish people and the Goyim that we have that with the heart. But the essence of true that, of consciousness, of awareness is that it's within the heart. So we say every single day, three times a day, at the end of Alenu, you shall know today and return it to your heart, meaning that, 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 that the da'at gets brought back down into the heart. It says over there in Dvarim, and he did not give to you a lev, a heart, to know. Daika specifically, it says lev, the combination. That that needs to be placed within the heart. So it's 
So, and when a person joins together the dot within the heart with fear, which fear we know is its root and its place is in the heart. So when you combine the dot of the heart and the fear which is which its root is in the heart together, then it says about this person in Mishle, then you shall understand the fear of God. So we have fear. You will find the dot, the knowledge of God. Meaning the combination of the two. And behold, it says, in Mishle, through Mishpat, through uh, judgment, the king will establish the land. Meaning through Mishpat, through judgment, a person is able to elevate and to establish fear. What's the earth? The land? It's fear. Which is fear, we know, is the aspect of the land. Uh, chapter 76, the land feared. So we see that Eret represents Yirah. So when it says that the king, that through Mishpat the king will establish the land, it's saying through Mishpat the king will establish fear. And what is Mishpat judgment that we're talking about here? Is when a person judges and Shofet and is, he's like a judge, he judges himself. He is liable to himself over every single thing that he does. He, he evaluates everything he does. And before they judge him up above, uh, before they judge him up above. Um, so it says And by the mere fact that this person is judging himself, he saves himself from this supernal judgment. As we say in the Midrash, when there's judgment down below, there's no judgment up above. So we see when a person judges himself, he doesn't get judged up there. This is why it's so important to judge yourself before a person goes to sleep every single day. To engage in the seed bodhidut, to really evaluate your actions every single day, especially before you go to sleep, this inyan of cheshbon nefesh Accounting of the soul, meaning all the things that you do today, you have to judge. And now that there's no judgment upon him, then fear does not need to descend and become enclosed within something down below. It doesn't need to be, um, doesn't need to have messengers to make this man fear anymore. As we see in lesson, um, lesson 15, Rabbeinu goes into depth about the Seinyan. You do not need to fear from any single thing. Because this man only has supernal fear. Fear of um, God's um, exaltedness, which is the higher level of fear as we know. There's two types of fear. There's fear of punishment and there's fear of God's exaltedness. And obviously there's much more than this, but um, these are the two t- main types of fear. When a person judges himself, he's able to tap into the sirah of God's exaltedness and prevent himself from judgment down below. And uh, sweeting all the judgment and sufferings that he goes through. And look in the Torah in lesson 15, over there it speaks about this all, um, all, it speaks all about this at length. Okay, that's it for today. May we apply the words written here to really receive the face of the tzaddik and the talmid, uh, of the rav, sorry, that we become true talmidim to nullify ourselves to the tzaddik and to receive his countenance. To become a vessel for his countenance, to shine his countenance, and is that the shame that we elevate all the fallen fears and um, truly sweeten all the suffering? Is that the shame?